0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the phd to b podcast, a podcast where we talk about graduate school. I am currently in Stillwater, Oklahoma, at a conference held by the Oklahoma State University English Department. Dallas is not here with me today, so I decided that while here, I would invite three of my best friends to be on the podcast. I hope you enjoy. With three of my bestest friends from Oklahoma State, and I will let them introduce themselves right now. Let's start with Kayla. Hey, Kayla.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm a really big fan of the podcast, so this is kind of surreal to me. I listen to every single episode, every single week on Wednesday, on a walk with my dog, so it's kind of like I don't know. A dream come true right now is all I'm going to say. Natalie, what do you want me to say other than my name? My name is Kayla. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Kayla.
0: Kayla, tell us just a little bit about yourself, what you're doing currently here at OSU.
1: Cool. Um, I am a third-year PhD student in the English department. My specialty is creative writing. And to get even more specific, um, I study creative nonfiction.
0: Cool stuff. And she's so talented, y'all. She is so talented. She has a piece of She does. She has a a piece in Brevity, which is the top creative nonfiction flash something. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. It's an online journal for flash creative nonfiction. There you go. Um, Yeah, it's really fun. It's a big deal. She's talented. Mark, your turn.
2: I'm sorry. I have already started. I'm Mark. (laughs) I am a sixth year PhD in... Uh, creative writing, fiction. Yeah, and I'm I am graduating. Yes, just, he is. Um, defended my dissertation, and I it was it, I passed, and so I am all done, and I am sort of a doctor. I'm in the liminal, as they say, yes. the liminal state between having done all the stuff and having it officially.
0: Yeah, he's got to get his degree conferred, so I don't want to call him Doctor DeFrucio just yet. And then we have Sean, who just put on an amazing conference. Um, Sean, tell, oh. hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Sean. What do you What do you do?
3: Uh, my name is Sean. I am a fourth year PhD um, student in uh, creative writing, fiction, and environmental literature and eco-fiction. Um, yeah, and um, I'm in town. In Stillwater, we just put on a conference called the Southern Plains Arts Humanities Languages Conference, and it was pretty awesome. And now we're all hanging out here um, afterwards. Uh, That's cool.
0: Yeah, so we're currently at Mark's Place, which was the hangout place, and it's going to be very sad because he's going to be graduating, and all of us have kind of are in different phases, too, and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. So let's, let's just start there. So how did we all meet? Who wants to begin? Who wants to start? I will begin go
1: (laughs) go for it um i met natalie first of the three of of y'all um i met natalie on august 10th (laughs) 2017 um at an egsa which is english graduate student association yes an egsa like welcome dinner thing um at the garage in stillwater oklahoma shout out to the garage they yes. have great burgers and great sweet potato fries and really good ranch so we met <laughs> there. Love, love the extra details yes if
2: you want to sponsor the podcast
1: honestly we'll take we'll take the sponsors <laughs> so natalie and i um i really have a vivid memory of me- meeting natalie at the garage at this egsa event Um, because we were both new master's students. Um, I was an MFA student, so that's a thing. I um, did get my MFA here at Oklahoma State, and I continued on with my PhD. But Natalie and I were both master's students, her in the MA program, me in the MFA. Um, And So it's just one of those, like, these kinds of events are where you just kind of strike up awkward small talk conversations. And I feel like from the get-go, Natalie and Like, our conversations weren't just awkward small talk. It was just good. I don't know. We bonded over being from Texas. Yes. I'm from Waco. Natalie's from Houston originally. Y'all know this. You're big fans of the podcast, too. So you know Natalie's story. (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah. uh, I... What I really remember is Natalie gave me like a really good firm handshake when we first met and we introduced. She introduced herself to me, and I will always remember that because it just was great. Um, and then Mark was in our cohort in that same co- cohort uh, in 2017, and then I met Sean in 20. Was it 2019? Yeah. Was 2019, your first year? Yep. Yeah. So I met Sean. My. Last year of my MFA, yes, yes, it was, because um, it was your first year of your PhD. So and we shared an office together, and we shared an office together. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. so that's my rundown of how I met everyone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um,
0: I remember the garage. I remember. I remember you telling me that you were from Waco. And you know I'm anti-baylor, so mm-hmm. you know I was like, oh no. <laughs> but I, sorry, Baylor, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> go frogs. Um, but I remember like, e- like what you said earlier. Like I feel like when we first met, like it was just you're you're just so easy to talk to, though. You're not so like. Nice. Some people are intimidating, like, you know, they just give off this like, you know, sort of like vibe and you weren't you're so sweet and you're just just so friendly and so so easy to be comfortable around you. And so um, and then I'm trying to think back when Mark steps into the game. So, yes, we're
1: we're, we're a cohort for (laughs) sure,
0: Um, but I can't remember.
1: I remember seeing Mark at orientation and being like, this guy's smart and yes. i wasn't there yet i was just very impressed with like the smart things he said yes
2: then she found out how old i was <laughs> well that explains it
1: so mark
0: he, yeah seventies. has been
2: around the Phil 70s Phil
1: Phil Phil
0: Phil my
2: Nixon. God. oh my gosh <laughs> i didn't know him personally i was like one <laughs> <laughs> he resigned when i was
0: one mark tell us tell us what you remember
2: um well i met sean before you folks yes, at yes. san diego state we were classmates in um a creative writing workshop um i was a year ahead of sean in that cohort, and Mm -hmm. in that program. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember we all went out for a beer together after workshop one night. And Sean actually was not in that workshop, but he was part of the cohort that Mm -hmm. was in the workshop. Mm -hmm. And I just remember when Sean joined us, we were at OG's, which is a place at San Diego State University, and we were just kicking and... um, i made a couple of jokes and i just remember sean just laughing and being like this guy (laughs) (laughs) this guy and he um and then he um we stayed in touch after i came here and then um obviously when he started to apply for phd programs you know i told him about this program so he ended up so sean was the first one i met and then with uh, you guys i remember us all being in the cohort i actually remember the specific moment when we please um i had become friendly with amanda Um, Yes. Because when it was during orientation, it was our first day of orientation, and this is like I guess for the PhD folks out there, this is maybe useful in the sense yeah, go for it. Those orientations, as tedious as they are, as much as they are just exhausting and they sort of overload you with information, it is the moment where you get to meet people, and you do immediately get a sense of people. Like I remember Lisa Wright. The first time I met Lisa Wright, she complimented me on my Nikes Uh, cute that's amazing
0: yeah he (laughs) does have good nikes we can confirm yeah mark
1: has a great shoe collection
2: (laughs) lots of nikes and so um and i just remember that i remember rebecca came in with her dog and she sat down next to me and then with you um it was that amanda hayes and i Mm -hmm. had done a thing together in orientation and then we had another sort of program after that we had to go to and I sat down next to Amanda, and we sort of chatted, and she was with you and Courtney it Yes. And then um, I introduced myself to the two of you, and that's how we met.
0: Oh, in that auditorium?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I do remember that. Oh, remember I that? remember that, yeah. Because we have a picture. Yeah, You, you me, Amanda, and Drake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. And so Sean came into the program later. So like, I graduated in fall 2019, yep. but Sean came to visit osu that earlier in that spring if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken
3: yeah so it would have been spring yeah it was right at the end of march
0: yeah um, something like that to,
3: yeah i think i was on spring break from mm-hmm. teaching yes that's what in it was san diego and um yeah what, I what I do you
0: remember out,
3: i came out and i visited um mark and came to stillwater and uh it's a very small town very different and i, I actually drove the whole way so i like drove like couple days did
1: you really
0: yeah. yes he did <laughs> mm-hmm. and
3: I stopped and camped and stuff and just did the things That's that i genre. like to do yeah
0: <laughs> on and, brand uh,
3: <laughs> but um yeah and, and as mark said earlier um i met mark at san diego state and so and i had stayed in touch and uh with mark and i was really interested in trying for a phd and i was like you know what? Like at my age right now, and like at this time in my life, like this is it's either, either going to be now or never. And um, so, uh, I was talking to Mark, and I was like, I think I'm going to apply to Oklahoma State, and uh, and I got in. And um, but anyway, I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead here a little bit. But I went. I came in. I came in to visit I don't think I, I, don't, I. Did I? I don't think. No, I met we today, actually
1: though. did. Um, we met at the publishing panel that oh, okay. the Creative Writers yes, yes, Association yes. Okay. put on, which right. I was. Was that my year that Yes, that was the year I was doing mm-hmm. it, I think. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. So
3: Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. But I and I met you Natalie. Yes, I do remember And that. like we were talking about sports. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, like I'm daily. like a sports junkie. I just am and uh, yeah. I get way too much into it. And uh, Not enough. Yeah. And so then I <laughs> I ended up saying, "Okay, I'm going to leave teaching for, you know, a couple three years and I'm going to come to um uh, stillwater oklahoma and um and pretty much knowing Mark, and since Mark was like so popular with everyone that I mean it, it was the easiest for me. Uh, like I just rode Mark's coattails the whole way, like into Stillwater, and <laughs> I, I was like, hi I'm Sean. I'm from San Diego. Do you know Mark? Yes, I'm friends with him, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, Mark's wonderful, like you must be wonderful too, yeah, like, yeah thank you. <laughs> I love that and uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then Natalie, I saw you at that um that comp meeting again I was like remember me like y- you were speaking no it was the writing center that yes. guys came in yes I did I, I remember yeah and then Kayla I re-met you again and found out I was in your office and uh that
1: was a good office
3: yeah and we just started hanging out a lot up in that office that was kind of like the core central place where we would always get together and, and see each other and mm-hmm. yeah and then you know we've all kind of since then we've know i i've gone. i've been back in san diego now for almost a year and and natalie has left us Um, but uh but you know we still stay in touch and text all the time
2: it's another sort of example though of like the things in a phd program that like the value of an office yeah you Mm -hmm. know i was talking to some of your friends from tcu about the offices you have there versus the offices we have here and just as a space Mm -hmm. how important it is in terms of forming relationships yeah. friendships it's so much of it is about michaela and i she used to come into my office yeah. every morning pretty much mm-hmm. after you were done talking to keith
1: yeah <laughs> yes
0: keith
2: <laughs> keith yes that's another he's a, story yeah
1: he was a uh, fiction guy
2: he he was in MFA. Okay. Keith I totally forgot about.
1: Yeah, him. I don't I don't know who
3: Keith are you out there? Where are you? Are you listening to this? He's
2: doing very well. He's living in Is California. Is he in LA? Yeah, he's in LA. Yeah,
0: okay. Oh, Keith York. Yeah, yes. the older guy. Funny. Yes.
2: Who would have thought this PhD podcast would be talking about Keith York?
1: But, I love it. It's but so yeah. good. But no, you you
2: you weren't even really close friends with Keith mm-hmm. Caleb, but you would see him every day mm-hmm. and you sort of Developed a friendship mm-hmm. because of the morning routine yes. of seeing him before class, and yes. likewise, Kayla would come to my office after teaching, and we'd just hang out. And sometimes we'd go to Hideaway. Likewise with you, Natalie. Yeah. And it's just the value of that. It's like a sort of ephemeral thing that's not part. It's not part of the curriculum. Yeah. It's not an orientation yeah. thing, but just the space in which the the graduate students work. Yeah. Really, really counts for a lot in terms of how they form relationships.
0: That's that's beautiful, Mark. Um, one thing that i'll say and then i'll uh um it just kind of goes to show you like how the graduate student experience is so unique and how it functions so differently than undergrads and like what having that space on campus does so thank you for speaking to that sean you wanted to
3: yeah i'm I'm still i'm still thinking about keith
0: (laughs) (laughs) what do you want to say
3: i've never met somebody like keith (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> and, and here we are, like, this, you know, this conservative area of the world, and we have somebody like Keith coming in, and I remember going to his thesis, and I'm not going to share you everything that he said during his thesis defense, because, um, yeah, it might have an R rating, but um, he, uh, but I remember he, he wore, like, a Jedi, like, outfit, do you remember that? It
2: was uh, a rope. A
3: rope. <laughs> he, like, he wore, like, a je-
2: it, it was ropes. a bathrobe myself
3: yeah. yeah and i was just like wow okay like th- this is neat though this is cool this is like a good diverse group of people
1: yeah
0: yeah and and it's funny because i feel obviously like i'm at tcu and so i'm experiencing the grad students there um Grad school is one of those things where, like, yes, like, we know that undergrads, like, travel to go to different universities and whatnot. And and speaking for TCU specifically, like, we have students who are very geographically diverse. We have students from Washington, California, uh, New York. I mean, the possibilities are literally endless. I feel like I've only had, like, a few Texans, like, in my class. Like, that's how, like, yeah. Hmm. Um But I feel like the graduate student population, you get more of that diversity in in types of students and in just like people wearing robes to thesis defenses. You know, like I just feel like it's such a good opportunity for people to really meet people from various places. And I feel that even more so here at Oklahoma State than at TCU, we have a diverse group. I mean, I can't sit here and say like, you know, they're all the same and they're not as diverse, but there's just something about the people here at oklahoma state specifically in the grad program in the english department where i just feel like man we're from all over the place mm-hmm. and, and also, it's just like so cool
1: also all like walks of life like yes. like natalie and i i'm in my last couple of weeks of being in my 20s but we were we're in our 20s and like we met sean and mark who are older than us um not much not much <laughs> but just it's like 20 years or something. <laughs> but it's definitely like I don't know, like I, um, like in undergrad, you're not, well, at least obviously other different institutions vary, um, but you're, you're pretty much around 18 to 22 year olds um, who are in the same same stage of life as you, I feel like, where my, the people I've met at Oklahoma State, like, like some people are coming to grad school after 20 years experience, like in, in like a different industry, um, some are fresh out of undergrad, um, I don't know. It's so fun. Some have families and are married and all of, th- all of that good stuff. It's just fun to, like, be able to become friends with people who in the... At least... Because I can't speak to the quote-unquote real world, not to say that grad school isn't the real world. But um, in undergrad, you're just, like, you're you're still kind of around people who are, you know, just your same age, yeah. um, sim- more similar circumstances. So it's cool to, like, see... Uh, people who have done life differently up until your point so yeah
0: yeah Yeah. i um i have a by the time this episode comes out the episode i'm about to refer to would have came out so it's the episode before this um i interviewed a friend who is an older graduate student she came into the PhD program at tcu in her 40s as well and um, i asked her a question i was like i feel like the graduate student graduate student experience lends itself better to the non-traditional student than the undergrad experience. And I feel like that's exactly what you're talking about now. Like graduate students, for the most part, are very Mm -hmm. non-traditional. And I think that's so cool because usually as undergrads, like that's a problem with undergrads. Like, oh, well, we have to sit here and navigate X, Y, and Z because you have a family or because you do this. Whereas I feel like grad school maybe not entirely and, in, in where it could go, but I think it lends itself for a little bit more flexibility with those identities because you're right. Like even just sitting here, like we're, you know, like there's, there's so many differences and obviously some similarities, which I, you know, um, but yeah, graduate students I think are just such a unique population that um, I just find it so cool. Like I feel like there's is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, as you've obviously been hearing, like we're, uh, we're just such a, a fun group. Like we, I think it was Sean who coined the big four. Yeah. Um,
3: yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. How did you, do you remember how you came up with that name? <laughs>
3: the history of the big What's four. What's the
0: history of Invention. the big four? Do you remember?
3: Um, no, I don't. It was, I just threw it on a text one day. It's about a year ago though. Like yeah, we had already been like a big four for quite a yes. while. And, and like, I think like you said earlier, um, Mark, I, I like to have nicknames, I don't know, just yeah. for fun. fun. For sure. So, um, yeah, I came up with the Big Four.
0: It had to have been something sports-related, like the Final Four. I yeah. think so. and, and we thought... I think that's right. And we thought yeah. the Final Four was a little too morbid, and yeah.
1: so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right! Yeah. And we're like, yes. You no, know, the
0: Big Four, I think, works a little bit
3: better, yeah. so... And there's already a Big Ten and a Big Twelve. True. There's not oh a Big
0: Oh, my gosh. True. We're like a conference. Yes. We are a conference. <laughs> We're conference. <laughs> I love that. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I think this is just a good testament to, like, friendships in academia, which is interesting because this isn't, I guess, I don't want to call it a series, but it's going to be a topic that I talk about a lot on the podcast because there's just different types of friendships and whatnot. But, like, I feel like you guys, and I've mentioned this in an episode, um, the episode six, I believe, what we love about graduate school. Like, one of my favorite things about graduate school is the relationships that I've built. Um, and you guys are that like first and foremost like y'all like when i came in obviously like ma students mfa students like with kayla and whatnot like i don't know like it just i don't know if it's the way that graduate school functions or just us or or a little bit of everything but like y'all's friendship has had such a huge impact on my life and so it's just so cool to be able to have y'all here and just like think about that and just talk about it so
2: yeah
0: yeah what um
2: if i can yeah um, please it's funny because kayla and i were kayla took a class on affect theory um and i sat in a few times and one of the things we talked about a few times in the class with dr Holmeyer was the role of emotions and how emotions feeling affect are there in the classroom or or in a graduate program and we tend to intellectualize it we didn't think it's about what we're learning it's it's all about mind it's all about like you know that sort of intellectual rigor we're trying to develop, and we don't. I I would argue we don't spend enough time attending to feelings, to emotions. I love to, that because it's such an important part of not only how we learn, but kind of why we learn. You know, and yeah. and I think what you're talking about. I mean, in some on one level, and I mean, I say this as someone who's leaving now, and going to have to depart. You know, these friendships, at least. You know that I get to see people every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just an element where it's like, I don't want to sound sentimental, but like the feelings that go along with the learning Mm -hmm. make the learning that much richer.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. 100%.
2: Well, Uh, like I think a big,
1: sorry, I think a big mm -hmm. part of our friendships are unpacking, like I think of like the three hours we sit at Hideaway, like unpacking like the stuff. Another sponsor.
3: Yeah. Hideaway Hideaway. Hideaway. Pizza.
1: The original Hideaway in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's great. (laughs) It's great. It's wonderful. Get a mini cheese pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Let's ask Feta with a cider branch. Shout out Hideaway. Anyway, but like, I feel like I've learned more in my PhD and my MFA um, just by talking about this stuff. We're learning in class in um, our own research and just like getting to nerd out with people who are also nerding out about the things that they love. Um, And it's just such a... And I think the friendships are different in a way, too, because we go deep into like some like intellectual topics and then just topics of, you know, all kinds. Like there's a there's a bond there that's just like unique. Um, yeah.
2: And I, I would argue that that bond actually gets stronger mm-hmm. in some ways, just from what I've observed, like with you and with um, like with Sean, when I left San Diego State and we stayed in touch and with um, Rebecca, Raquelle. Like, the close friendships that you have, like, you would think, in some cases, sure, you drift apart, you don't talk as much. But if you have that sort of core friendship, I think it actually gets stronger sometimes. Because you sort of get a little distance, yeah. and you come back, and you remember, oh, gosh, this is why we were such close friends. Yeah. You know, this feels like something that I missed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, for the, from the person who left, you know, I mean, because I graduated, I mean, just leave y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> abandoned. <Sorry. laughs> um, you abandoned us. Sorry. Well, Sorry you're doing so great though i'm so proud of you thanks (laughs) but no i mean like yeah like i i i remember and i guess we can start reminiscing just in general about our (laughs) friendships because remember when you i dropped you off at the airport and i was just crying and i was just so sad because like i was leaving like i was leaving and it was just such a good moment and i don't want to keep talking about it because it's gonna make me cry again (laughs) but but, like, those things are just so beautiful and just makes this experience, like, grad school, especially in the recent year, like, has put me through just some of the worst stuff. But then I think back to these moments, I'm just like, man, like, that's so worth it. Uh, it's so worth it. Sean, do you want to reminisce? Is there something? Yeah. You- um, yeah.
3: And by the way, you just reminded me, I remember that you were, you were crying. Like, <laughs> you were crying a lot. I remember you were texting me that you were just bawling. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah, and I remember where you lived up there, there was that area and I didn't again, I like having nicknames and I didn't know what to call that area oh. over there, the graduate student housing. It's a, so I called it Natalieville. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. <laughs> so Natalieville. And like I would like give directions, like, you know, you go up there, you take a laugh, you drive through Natalieville, you know, then <laughs> But um oh but gosh. you know, I'm sitting here thinking, like, yeah, what did, besides just being English department colleagues, like, what did we all have in common? What, why did, why were we all, like, so attracted to each other, like, as, as friends, you know? Why, that's a good what, question. What, what, you know, like, like, I think of humor. Oh, um, yeah,
1: I think we do have, like, a.
0: Like,
3: joke town.
1: Okay, but
0: I don't feel like I'm a part of that. Not that, like, I feel excluded, right. but I feel like that's definitely y'all's thing. Yeah.
1: So, I don't I think know. You, I think Natalie is the glue. Hot take. What? Truly. Like, I, like, you and Mark became closer friends before Mark and I became yes. closer friends. Yeah, and I true. think you brought, you brought me to Mark, if that makes mm. sense. Like, um... Makes you
2: sound like a cult. Thing, right? I know.
1: <laughs> you, you brought me to Mark. Well, okay, Mark's personality. He's like here's
2: a tattoo. <laughs> if you, do,
1: you if you don't know Mark, Mark is a very, he's a Libra. He's a very likable person. He does, you. Yeah, yeah. He, you are. He um he's people just like kind of flocked to Mark. Like that sounds strange. <laughs> but It's so true. No, no it's it's so in true in a good way. Like Mark is a mentor. Mark is a friend. Mark is like a friendly face to talk to. Um. And I think that's it's Still in Oklahoma State, like the English department, like it's going to be a very different English department without Mark. Like truly, um, he's an assistant director for a composition, and he's has been for a while, and he's just like a staple. Anyway, um, Natalie flocked to Mark before I did, I guess. And I was friends, good, pretty good friends with Natalie at that time. Yes. Um, and that's kind of so. I found my way to Mark through Natalie. And then you bonded. This sound, I know it sounds weird, but like no, but this is what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you bond, you and Sean, yes. Natalie and Sean bonded over sports, yes.
3: mm-hmm. and Natalie and I would go to the Mike Gundy show yes. on yes. Sundays. Oh. Like
2: what sports nerds? Well, let yeah. me step in and say I went with Natalie to the Mike Gundy show before you did. Did you really? We did. We I went didn't to know that. Um, was that chicken place?
0: Uh, oh, Slim, Slim Chickens, Chickens. Yeah,
2: back when he used to do it at Slim Chickens remember we went and that was really <laughs> Mike the first and time only picks the best that restaurants was the first time you met to, him way. I think because you introduced yourself and you told him you were working in the athletic center and you guys chatted for a bit
0: yeah I, I'm going to be real with you like recently my memory's just kind of been really bad so I can't but I do remember you being there with me obviously probably then Sean did come after because of the timing um, but yeah yeah so yeah
3: yeah yeah so sports but like so i feel like sports like, is another i'm sorry go ahead no
1: sorry i'm just like for me natalie seems to be the glue that started yeah. like for me like the the, the big four um mm-hmm. at least from my point of view but yeah i think though through sports like you were mm-hmm. saying like that's when we um mm-hmm. sean so, and i started talking yeah. more and like yeah. hanging out more mm-hmm. um went to a lot of basketball games yeah, we and football games mm-hmm. and also
2: i remember um you took Sean to the stadium. I did. Natalie did. You remember? Because you were
3: an athletic of course center. I do. You remember yeah.
0: what I told you?
3: Um, yes, I do. I, mm-hmm. as I was walking over to the stadium, I had only been here—I don't know—not very long, mm-hmm. and uh, we went over. I was like, "Can I go see the football stadium?" And you're like, "Yes, let's go." And we went in, and there was a gate open, but I remember, and, and we were able to get in, mm-hmm. and we want, you know, and went. You know, into the stadium and looked at the field and everything, and there was nobody there, and mm-hmm. it was really nice. And and Natalie looks at me and says, "I'm so glad you're here." Yeah. And that was like that was such a that was like one of the nicest things somebody's ever said to me, and and I felt like, okay, this was the right decision.
0: That's so. Here. I, love I love that, that story. I didn't, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that you appreciated that, but I didn't realize, like, you thought that that was, like, a signal of a good sign that you were supposed to be here. Wow.
2: For sure. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Mm -hmm. He was so excited when he came back, because he came back to the office to tell me about it, and he was just, he was like a little kid. He's like, Natalie took me onto the field, and I got to see this, and that, and I was like, all right, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sold. Sold.
1: I love
0: that. Go, Pokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, to answer your question sean I, I i mean obviously like we i feel like our personalities work really well together yeah. um uh yeah i feel like we're just really sort of like friendly and comfortable like i feel so comfortable around you guys like i've cried in mark's apartment like you know like we've had deep conversations like i just feel so comfortable around y'all like kayla's family is amazing and i feel oh. comfortable over with your family mm-hmm. like and sean like i i like i just know you're always gonna have the enthusiasm for whatever it is that you do and it's just so amazing to be able to see that i just feel like our personalities are the reason why like we're we're so like we're the big four you know yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think yeah we just complement each other well i agree yeah i agree because we're all so different at the same time
0: yeah like
1: we yeah. Us three, so Sean, Mark, and I, we have the glue of creative writing. So we are Mm in um, graduate programs where our focus is creative writing, which is a little different than y'all's program at TCU because y'all don't have that at the graduate level. Um, So I guess we bonded over that a little bit just because I feel like we're always talking about our writing in one way or another. I will
2: say that I think Natalie and I bonded over composition because uh, we really became close friends when you started teaching. Yeah, because you would come into my office and we talk about teaching. Yeah, and you were, that's you true. You loved it so much immediately. You knew immediately this is my thing. Yeah, you know, and we would talk about it. And I love to talk about teaching as well. Even yes, yeah, composition. And we that was really where we started to have these really long conversations about teaching and pedagogy. <sighs> and um, so good. And we both had enthusiasm for it, and I think that's probably one of the biggest things because the three of us have enthusiasm. Kayla has that's enthusiasm true. for tennis. And- yeah, <laughs> and writing. Yeah. I'm not sure which.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me like. I want to. I want to really like capitalize on what you said. We are a very. We care so yeah. much about what we what we do, and we can't say the same about other people. And we take our job seriously. We care about our work. We, we want to make sure that we're doing enough. We You know, like, all of these types of things. That, like, is a good description of all of us. Like, we genuinely do care. And I know we're never going to half-ass anything. And, and, and there's something so...
2: I've half-assed.
1: Plenty.
2: Well, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. You don't get through six years without half-assing some stuff. Sorry, well- that's a lesson for the PhD <laughs> students out there. If you're not half-assing some stuff, you're going to burn yourself out. Oh
1: my God. That's so funny.
2: What percentage of half athletes <laughs> do you oh recommend? <laughs> L- less than fifty, more than ten.
3: <laughs> ten to fifty. Okay. Oh my god! I think the
1: we are enthusiastic. We are like we
3: are. Maybe yeah, that's, maybe
1: that's yeah. what bonds us together. Maybe we're just like our um, our personalities are more like apt to or wanting to maybe. Oh no! Yeah, get excited about stuff like this.
0: Well and it makes me think Sean like I know we've had and you might speak on this a little bit later when we talk about um, maybe like advice and stuff like that but like one thing and we've mentioned this multiple times like the sports thing is a really huge thing and it's just like we also find pride in where we're at like I know it's still water is not it's not a boom in town like let's be real it's a small town it's very college oriented, you Still know. Still,
2: water ain't Paris. <laughs> it is
0: not. But like, I feel like we're also just very like passionate to be here in a way, like mm-hmm. you know, and and it's especially with sports, like us three, Sean, Kayla, and I are very school spirited. Like, even though I went to, I'm at TC. <laughs> school
2: spirited, yeah. just for USC. Well,
0: <laughs> wrong institution. Um, well, but but yeah, like I just feel like. Even even if I do put you in that group, like I just feel like at the end of the day, we're very passionate about where we're at and what we're doing and the work that we do, even if we do half-ass a little bit. I mean, you know, you got to sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we're enthusiastic, we care. And, I, and, I, and there's something so comforting, also knowing that the friends that you have are people who will put in that work and that you can trust with that. So I, I think that's like really great qualities I that you'll have. I will say
2: one other thing, though, that's probably worth mentioning is that when you're in a program for this length of time, you do go through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had very close friends that we, you know, we got into little spats and I thought, well, I'm never going to speak to this person again. <laughs> and, and then we did. You know, you just, you sort of, that's also one of the benefits of seeing each other every day. You sort of have to work through it and then eventually, you know, you come out the other side and likewise you end up becoming closer friends. You
1: know? Yeah. I think what makes graduate programs so unique is like, we're so, it's in a way, it's kind of like, an undergraduate experience where our graduate program is like a sorority or fraternity. <laughs> like we're yeah. just always together professionally. And because, um, like what is the word for non-professional setting, like social settings as well, kind of like professional turn into social settings Yeah. that I think we're, we kind of, we're, we're kind of forced together in a, in a bad, good way, medium way, whatever way. Mm. But you do kind of have to like, Yeah, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but um, I don't know. But it's special that way, too. And I think that's how close bonds can really flourish. Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of like, this is our team, I guess. I would
2: would argue that that's also a choice. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not a conscious choice, but the idea that we know we are actually going to engage. Mm -hmm. We're going to show up at the office, and we're going to hang out, and we're going to talk. And I understand there's people who are... They're married. They have kids. Mm-hmm. They have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. They want to come and go, and yeah. they don't want to hang out and you know yeah. play volleyball in the office, you know, <laughs> and just do fun things, you know. And that's totally understandable, I and mean, that's a different approach. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. are sort of you know for good reasons. You're not necessarily going to get this type of experience. Mm-hmm. And exactly, that's just a choice. You know.
0: Yeah, Sean.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've been sitting here thinking the last couple minutes about um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm just so like you know proud to be like here at this you know point in my life like first of all it is really hard to get into a PhD program mm-hmm. like I have told like my other friends um just it's I feel like that's the hardest part mm. <laughs> is just the applying and then and getting in and I was so happy to get in and uh and I still feel very humbled by it
2: and mm. which makes me interesting. like interesting
3: yeah I do and uh like, even coming here to Stillwater, like a little town, it was like, well, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. This is meant to be, and I'm going to be here and I'm going to make it into something. You know, even though there's not a whole lot going on, there's still, like, I don't know, I can go over to the lake, I can go to the, you know, sports and, you know, and hang out with friends and stuff. Um, and because this is the only time in my life that's going to happen. Like, yeah. it, it's not going to happen again. So I might as well. And, you know, really enjoy it and be enthusiastic about it.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that energy and approach because, I mean, graduate school can weigh you down so hard. And I think it, not in my experience, but I think if you're a person who's very social and kind of needs a little bit more of that, like, city life, like, it can really weigh you down even more. So, like, location of where you do your PhD is really important. Um, And so, you know, thinking about, okay, if the program is hard, what is going to be my thing keeping me going and if you don't have that enthusiasm to go have that fun or you know just make time for things that aren't school related like it's gonna be really difficult for you to make it through the program like here at oklahoma like i like the small town you know i came from houston i was so tired of houston that i was like whatever and then obviously like you guys kept me going um so, you know, it's a little bit different, but in, in some ways, like some people really need the city life. Some people really need all these other things. Maybe it's just, you know, just like what they like to do and you don't have that here. And so I guess a piece of advice, like hearing about what the town is like, what the city is like, wherever your institution or wherever you're thinking of applying is really important. Because if that matters to you, you need to know that up front. So that when you're going, and, and in this case, maybe like with Sean, like obviously you have Mark, right? So you have that experience. Like if you are a person at an institution as well, speaking to others about and being honest about the town and in the life and the social life and whatnot, um, that goes a long way. It, mm-hmm. it really does. So thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. I mean, as long as like the program... um, you, as long as you're really into that program that you're applying for and you know getting into that program, you're going to get a PhD and it's going to change your life for the better. I mean, yeah, go and do it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if – I knew this was a small town coming to after living in L.A. for a long time and living in San Diego. One of my professors, uh, Stephen Paul Martin at San Diego State, I asked him, I was like, you you think I should go? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, even though it's like a little – you know." Little country town, he's like, yeah, you'll get a lot of writing done.
2: So. I told you when Sean was thinking about this, I'm like, all right, if you're going to come here, you're going to get a lot of writing done. It's, it's all about the work. You're probably not going to meet Mrs. Coolikin. This is not <laughs> the place where you come. <laughs> There's not a lot of social life in terms of outside of us going to a bar yeah. 100 feet from the English building. Right. Other than that, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, that's sort of one of the benefits. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you definitely sacrifice some time and sacrifice a whole
3: lot of other things, yeah. Can,
0: can we can we press on that? What what are some things that you've sacrificed, even if it's little things? Um
3: well, I could
2: start. Yeah,
0: yeah, Mark, go because ahead.
2: Because I'm, I'm, I'm in a long-term relationship, yeah. and for six yeah. years I've been in a long-distance relationship. Yeah. And so that obviously puts uh, a lot of stress yeah. on, on the relationship. But we both felt it was worth it. Yeah. And um, like I was telling Sean, you know, I, it was great for my writing. Yeah. You know, the, that sort of having that space and that freedom to do that. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a joint decision. Yeah. But Good. I'm sure there's a lot of people who go through very similar things, oh, where, yeah. whether it's their family, partners, friends, and it's like you just have to, you know, weigh whether or not this relationship is strong enough that yeah. you can survive being long distance, Yeah. and then whether or not it's worth it
0: yeah thank you for sharing that because that's a yeah. lot of people have to do that sometimes mm-hmm. so what about you kayla or sean anything that you've had to sacrifice it doesn't have to be anything yeah. you know
1: intense just well i was thinking i don't know if i really had to sacrifice that's anything good. i think it's just more like not del- yeah just delaying like what and like i think about this a lot like delaying what the the world would call like a real job quote exactly. unquote. Um, where I, I do consider my PhD work and cause obviously I, I'm a, I'm a graduate, uh, assistant, um, like as a GTA, I, I teach, I'm an instructor. Um, I have other, uh, roles within the department, but I'm also a student as well. And so, um, it's not like, we're not considered full-time, et cetera, by the university, um, So it's just, like, delaying, I guess, like, the norm, the quote-unquote normal path that most of my, like, say, high school classmates are um, doing right now. A lot of the people I graduated high school with have, Mm -hmm. um, I keep saying quote-unquote, but, like, I truly, it's just all relative. Like, they have their big kid jobs, and they have their, um, they have a white picket fence, a house, and whatnot. And some don't either. I actually... um, Shout out to Aaron Kane. You will probably never listen to this podcast, but he's a, a person I graduated from high school. He's getting his PhD somewhere. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I need to reach out to him and talk to him about that. But, um, but yeah, so I guess just delaying what society, whatever, and it depends on where you come from culturally, et cetera, like who you grow up around. But I'm definitely just taking a different path from a lot of people I grew up with. Um, and... I and it's also kind of impossible sometimes to explain what I do, just because it's like I'm getting a PhD, so that people often doesn't know what that means, and that's okay. Um, it's but yeah, I that would be the only sacrifice I think, and I don't even think of it as a sacrifice. It's just like it's trying to explain to people what I'm doing yeah. and um, why well, you're not doing something else exactly. Mm-hmm. Like why am I still in school? Yeah. Well, because I want to teach school hopefully at the university level for the rest of my life and right. really that's um yeah it's as simple as that but you got to be in school for a while for it um but i'm also really i gain gained so much like by the time i i'm done here i will have eight years of teaching experience at the college level for like at this point i've taught five different classes as an instructor that's of record huge. um I am an, an AD for um an assistant director of the composition program which basically is a mentorship per, a position in our program for new instructors. Um so I've gained so much experience where like I feel like I'll be ready to qu- like step in into that yeah. kid job whenever that is. So I love that. Um I yeah. love that.
3: Yeah, um as far as sacrifices for me, yeah. For sure, Kayla. Money. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna get the money first. Money is one of my. Money is the most important. Yeah. One.
2: There's money. There's money. Money. There's There's money.
3: Money. There's also money. <laughs> I was gonna say time first, but yeah. I mean, I've been in grad school for a long time now. Yeah. um But. uh um But yeah, it's you know, it's, it's gone by fast and and I agree. And and you learn so So much that it's, it's a really cool experience. Um, money is a big one. Um, for sure. You know, just for our viewers here, I I will, I, I will, I'll give you this information. Yeah. You know, I was a, a, a teacher for a long time, um, in California and, um, and all my other like teachers colleagues like they're teachers and they're going to be teachers for 30 years and then they're going to retire like everybody else and and that's fine and they have families and everything like that and yeah that was just not my route and uh and i had a you know teachers out in um san diego get actually get paid pretty well and uh yeah to to leave that for three years and to come here that kept me up at nights yeah, for sure. It's hard. That was really, really hard. It almost kind of depressed me to like, see like the money I saved up some money, but just to see it wiped out pretty yeah. much <laughs> like, yeah, that's a, that's a real bummer. Um, but, uh, but again, that last professor that I was telling you about, um, Stephen Paul Martin, I remember I was like, what about money? I'm like, going to get, I'm going to be broke by like three years. He goes, he gave me some good advice. He goes, ah, you'll make money back. Mm -hmm. And it's true, like, like, I think my dad would probably argue with this, you know, like, you could still be saving money, you know, whatever, but like, no, it's true, you can make the money back, what you can't make back are like, those years, you know, like those younger years, and um, a couple other sacrifices too, you know, like family and friends, Uh, you know, a lot of times, like, I had to take my qualifying exam this year. And I didn't do anything for two months before taking those exams. I did not see a friend, you know, I just stayed inside studying. Yeah. Um, So, but I think it's all worth it. You know, if it's something that you really, really want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had to sacrifice having a family Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. and that's been really hard, especially recently Mm because like inflation Mm -hmm. and I don't get paid enough. So it's like when, like the the question for me has always just been, okay, when like, Mm -hmm. and that's been really hard, but. You know, at the end of the day, I think about it. I'm like, well, when I uh, graduate, hopefully I'll make five times as much as what I do now. And then hopefully that'll be the, the opportunity. So that's been, that's been hard for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have a husband, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. in some ways, like I'm different in, in that way. Like I'm married, I'm a married graduate student. And so obviously that comes with its own things. But yeah, I mean... You, there's a lot there are things that you sacrifice big or small still sacrifices for you to achieve this goal of you know getting a PhD mm-hmm. yeah
3: because <clears throat> not a lot of people get PhD no
0: they don't no yeah. they don't
3: I remember was uh, I remember talking to somebody like like why can't I get this like college job with just this MFA or the, you know mm-hmm. MA and and the person said to me well, Teaching college is a very sought-after job, you know? And, yeah, it, it's it tough is. to get. Mm-hmm. To get it, you pretty much need a PhD nowadays. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: basically. Yeah, basically they won't let you even adjunct mm-hmm. if you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this is a good opportunity for me to just kind of specifically ask questions just like for Ooh. your unique identities, and then we'll kind of wrap up after that. Um, so I'm going to start with you, Kayla. You also came to Oklahoma State for your MFA. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about people who might be interested in staying at the same institution they got
1: one of their degrees in? Like can you speak a little bit into that? Absolutely, cuz I I, I will, yeah, I it for me personally, I think it was the best decision. I guess I can like talk a little bit about how I ended up staying in my MFA or in the same institution as my MFA. And for those who maybe are um who just don't know an MFA is a lot like a master is just a master's degree but the F stands for fine um so MFA, <laughs> MFA stands for master of fine arts so with creative writing it's like it's technically a terminal degree um for creative writing like if I had more like more publications a book pot, potentially I could have been on the job market but nowadays a lot of creative writers do get a PhD Um, to, yeah, kind of widen the horizons, I guess. Um, because I'm also, I'm getting off a little bit, but, um, a PhD also has like, like my secondary specialty is in literature and I, hopefully I can teach a lot of stuff. Okay. Sorry. I, I felt like I needed to explain that a little bit. That's okay. Um, so I did apply to other PhD programs, um, at the end of my MFA. Um, and to be honest, in hopes of leaving OSU, um, because I feel like it is either a spoken rule or an unspoken like rule or expectation that you don't stay at the same institution, um, that you got either your bachelor's or your master's or whatever, um, it's very encouraged to go and study under different faculty. Um, and yeah, I think that ultimately is a smart idea and all well and good. Um, so my story per- personally I got into a couple of other PhD programs that were not Oklahoma State got waitlisted at a program it was 2020 that is probably a good context um, yeah, thing for sure um, for me personally um, and I also got into OSU for me personally um, oh sorry I'm kind of like all no, over really- the place but that's okay Um <laughs> <laughs> is it- it's fine (laughs) (laughs) for so
2: hideaway is not going to want to be our know.
1: (laughs) in the past in i'll reference past episodes natalie and dallas talk about like funding like going Mm -hmm. where you are funded Mm -hmm. um and in that year and maybe the institutions i were applying to i'm not sure if this is like unique for every year or something that happens for every year the programs programs i got into um, were not automatically funding their graduate students. Um, so I got into a program, got waitlisted for funding. I got into another program. When I emailed about funding, they flat out said, you did not get funding. I'm like, cool, thanks. Um, the program I was waitlisted at, I believe that they do fully fund every single um, program and just it didn't end up. I didn't get off the wait list and that's okay. In Oklahoma State, I did get in and I did get full funding. Um, and at that time for me, I felt like it was just better to, uh, keep going and keep the momentum. Um, and so I decided to stay. Uh, now something I have done that has differentiated the MFA and the PhD for me is I did switch genres for creative writing. Um, I was a fiction MFA student, so I wrote fiction. I made up stories. (laughs) And now um, I write creative nonfiction, which is, like, truth, true stuff. Um, I focus mostly on memoir stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have actually worked with different faculty just by switching genres. So I think, like, it's been a different experience that way. But I think, like, if you are a person and if you have, like, you want to stay like say you're having a great experience at your master's or whatever or if you didn't get into other programs and you don't want to take a gap year which you can't you guys had a great episodes on gap Thank gap you. years um and if you are someone who is like no i think i'll lose momentum also something about the phd or mfa um it's a job. Like, it's a steady job with yeah. pay. In Oklahoma State's uh, instance, we have health insurance. Yeah. Um, for 2020, I was like, I don't want to lose my job that I have, my steady job. Yeah. Um, So I decided to stay at Oklahoma State. And I think because I decided to stay here and um, I discovered creative nonfiction and, like, it was the genre that it, it speaks to me now yeah. that sounds very artist. artisty or artistic or kind of woo woo Um, but I think I'm truly supposed to write creative nonfiction and I don't know if I would have found that if I had gone somewhere else Um, I'm trying to like wrap up and say something more poetic thank you but basically like you can make your PhD a unique experience even if you're at the same place and also because I stayed here one more thing I think my CV is unique in that like I was saying earlier I literally have five different college classes like five unique college yeah. classes college writing classes I have taught I will have eight years straight right. of, ex- of teaching experience yeah. um, because I'm here and I'm comfortable with the people I've uh, um, I've become an ad- assistant director um, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. composition I, I, I work at an additional writing center like I have yeah. a lot of a lot of experience that I don't think I would have gotten if I would have started at a different place. Yeah. And um, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing. And that. also with creative writing, too, I feel like publications and writing is really just like the bread and butter. And thing. so yeah. it was a great place to just continue working on my writing and working on getting publications and shaping book projects. And
0: yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So I'm <laughs> noticing that the men are falling asleep. <laughs>
2: i'm not we're, falling asleep we've already coffee we're in our 40s <laughs> wow and it's yes. yeah, like it's past 9 p.m oh, okay, do I got al- my coffee over here i'm, <laughs> I'm good <laughs> yeah, I'm we've, awesome.
0: al- we've also just been at the conference all day yes, so it's true. just yes. been exhausting which mm-hmm. if i can say
2: just and yeah, off topic please. but it's, it was so gratifying for me sean talked about seeing you know him coming here and and like visiting and meeting you guys and everything to see that that journey From him sort of timidly coming here, do I want to be in Oklahoma State? And then, like, the sports sort of hooked him. And then now you're in year year four? Yep. So in year four... He and our friend Rachel Klammer, another very good friend, they were two like really important mm-hmm. point people for this conference. And, you know, not to promote Oklahoma State University, it was an amazing conference. It was. It, was, okay? it really and was. It was. the very first South Play. What is it called? <laughs> Southern. I, I, I
3: can't South, remember. No. Whatever. It was Southern
2: Plains,
3: Arts, Humanities, and Languages Conference. I think conference. we
2: should call it the Prairie Chicken Conference. <laughs> yeah. The Great Prairie Chicken Conference. Um, sorry, inside joke. Um, but... It was it was so gratifying to see him and Rachel both he and Rachel both doing this yeah. at such a high level, yeah. organizing this conference, having these amazing speakers, having academics from you know different parts of the country coming here. It was just really really great to see that because yeah. that's like a journey, and it's yeah. like, kind of like you were saying, Kayla, about like where you started when you mm-hmm. entered the program and where you are now, and um, that's really really gratifying to see that because it's like you're seeing people trained yeah you know that's the thing i always say about phd programs it's not just the difference for me between a phd program and an mfa an mfa is more about like teaching you writing craft teaching you things about writing teaching you things about maybe teaching a phd program to me has felt like these past six years like i'm being trained Mm -hmm. being trained to be an english professor in an english department and part of that isn't just teaching it isn't just writing it's doing things like Thank departmental you. service, yeah. it's being part of a being part of a conference, being part of a committee to put together these things. And it's very, very gratifying. Yeah. Just as Sean friend yep. to see him do that.
0: No, that's great. That's oh, cool. I feel like that's even better. Like what you just said is better than the question I was gonna, ask. The so, gonna ask. Um I won't
2: answer
3: Oh. <laughs> can can, 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 I ju- can I jump on something?
2: No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're done. I just spent five I, minutes I, saying how great you
3: are. I, <laughs> I need <can> to speak. <laughs> but like I wanted to do something else. I wanted to be, like, uh, an assistant director. Right. At comp. Right. Or, um, I just wanted to be an assistant director. And I could just never get in. Right. For for various reasons. I I don't, or no reasons. Who who knows? But, um, and that was, that was disappointing. But then I found another opportunity. And this Mm -hmm. grad student coordinator position came along. They actually, like, created it, like, this year, just, uh. Um, get this conference rolling, and it and and it was kind of like my thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and I've, yeah, so yeah, um, I I've heard some good advice too, you know, about uh, grad school. You know, you really get out of it what you put into it. Um, yes,
2: you know, I, I think I, mean, I gave you that advice didn't Yeah, you? I think so probably. <laughs> Um, your source?
3: <laughs> no, but I remember one time, ta- I'm not trying to throw names out, but, uh, uh, name drop in here, but I remember talking to Matt de la Pena, you know, big children's author, um, lives in San Diego. And I remember him saying, you know, um, you know, we were like, how did you get published? And, you know, how, how, you know, compared to everybody else. And he was like, I really worked hard and I really, you know, I was writing books and I was writing all the time and, and, uh, some other people weren't you could tell people who were, just wrote a story like an hour before class or something, you know, Absolutely. and yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, that reminds me a lot of sort of my motto this year. Um, and I've, no, I don't think I've talked about it, but like my word of the year is like courage. I love that. And yeah, because like I feel like, and I've talked to my therapist about this, like I feel like I've, I've lacked courage. And so I've been shooting my shot at all these CFPs that's and I've been getting accepted at all of them, and like, to go uh, to your point. It's like, it is what you make it, and I understand that applying to, you know, uh, writing a proposal for the call for papers takes time. I understand all of that. Um, but you do whatever you do put into it. Like I'm sitting here trying to get published, and like, granted, the things that I'm uh, writing for are things that I'm really passionate about, so it ends up working out in that way. But yeah, you really, if if you really put in that work you're going Mm -hmm. to get yeah it's gonna be worth it it's gonna be worth it and i'm seeing that you know
2: but again that's a choice you know what i mean because like to use you as an example natalie you know you came to oklahoma state university as a literature student Mm -hmm. and if you were just like this isn't for me you know what i'm done with academia if you just walked away you wouldn't be where you are now yeah but you stuck with it and you were able to find the thing that was yours just like sean he yeah. didn't get his ad position he could have been like well you know what the heck with this mm-hmm. i'm just gonna get my degree get out mm-hmm. go yeah. back to teaching high yeah. school but he kept with it yeah. and he found the thing likewise with kayla she was she was a fiction writer she stuck with it. you know what i'm just gonna keep going i'm yeah. gonna keep going. and then i was like oh you know cnf is my thing and now she's in brevity you know it's, so it's just like it's a choice whether you want it when you have those moments whether you want to stick with it and ch- keep trying to find your thing yeah. or sort of turn your back on it and be like, you know what? I'm just in it for the letters, which I've actually heard people say to me, which is a way of saying like, I'm just in the PhD program to get my letters, to get yeah. the degree. And I don't actually care about the experience of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good segue into just wrapping up the, the podcast. I want to know
2: what question you were
1: going to yeah. ask me. I
0: was going to ask, okay, so Mark has like five degrees or is <laughs> about true. to have five <laughs> <laughs> degrees. I was just going to ask like, Why do you keep going to grad
2: school? (laughs) (laughs) Can we do another episode on that? Because I feel like... We
0: can come. (laughs) Hey, I can go to San Diego and and do this episode. I
2: I will say, um, in in all seriousness, so I emailed one of my favorite instructors. Shout out, Dr. Hallmeyer. Um, She was incredibly formative for my time here. Again, and it was another sort of situation where when I wasn't... I was having a hard time with the program. I went to her. I had actually talked about switching to literature. Mm And she just was really, really great to me. And um, I, I remember telling her um, the other day, like, um, I hope that we can, like, now that I'm done with the program, become friends. And to me, it's that sort of idea that, like, even your instructors. Like when you have the you form these bonds, you can you can ultimately come out of it the other side you know, becoming friends. But they're friends who, like you said, you sort of we're all just sort of geeks, you know, geeks about the same yeah. stuff. And so it's, it's just being part of that community, you know.
0: I love it. That's beautiful. So to wrap up, I would love to just everybody give me a well not give me, give the listeners a piece of advice, something that you either wish you would have known, um You know, before going into grad school, depending, you know, obviously considering your different sort of experiences, um, you can repeat something you've already said because I feel like we've y'all have said some fantastic stuff. So I'll start with you, Kayla. Anything you want to let people know about graduate school that you wish you would have known?
1: Yes, you are not dumb. (laughs) Like if you are in a class or an orientation like I was, and I didn't know what outcomes were for teaching or whatever. It is okay. that does not mean you are you don't belong there. Um, it's like lean into it, like own the not knowing and like I wish I owned my not knowing sooner instead of kind of pretending that I was, I don't know that I sort of knew. Um, I don't know. I, I think I, I pretty much went into not knowing pretty fast like that mode. Um, because it's okay, like you are there to learn, and it is okay not to be an expert at whatever you're doing uh, from the get go. Like, be it's okay to be to ask questions, um, even if everyone thinks, like, I didn't know what the word hegemony meant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I even pronounce that
0: right, like no. even now. Oh, is it is, that not, is it hegemony? Oh, oh my gosh! Okay. No. Same.
1: This
0: is great.
3: I I didn't know that word. I either didn't either. Great. Yeah.
1: Okay. It's awesome. Okay. okay. Didn't know what that meant. Didn't know what pedagogy meant. Did I pronounce that? Yes, right. Great. <laughs> I didn't. All these and these were words <laughs> that were treated like they were basic words, and I was like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? It's okay. So. If someone's out there listening and you feel dumb, you're not. You just haven't heard the word before, and you are, you're You're going to learn all the things, and you're going to do it in your own unique way, and you're awesome. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank no, that's, you. that's great advice. Mark?
2: Something very similar, actually, just slightly from the other end of it. It's like to ask yourself, are you willing to change? Because Ooh. I think a huge part of learning... It's not just its not just data you put into mm-hmm. your brain. It's like to really get the most out of the experience, you have to actually be willing to change. Yeah, you have because to unlearn. Absolutely. You come into a situation, whether it's coming from San Diego to Stillwater, if you're just constantly spending the entire time comparing it to San Diego and how it's not San Diego, which admittedly I did a little bit of the first year I was here, yeah. um, and not just the city, but just... Everything, university, the things you're used to, if that's all you're doing, it's constantly going to be this friction. Mm-hmm. And the friction will eventually wear you down. Mm-hmm. And so you have to ask yourself, am I willing to change to become... The university is not going to change to no, you. No, it's not. The city is not going to become what you want it to be. No. It's The question is, are you willing to change enough to enjoy and get the most out of where you are and what you're doing?
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Sean, what, do, what would yeah. you...
2: Um,
3: well, really quick... I don't think you're ever too old to go back to thank you thank, thank you you, um, you Absolutely. know I mean, yeah, and that I mean that's that's pretty simple um, but it. Uh, also, I think sometimes we get into programs you know you know I came in as a creative writer, but I also had to find an area in literature, and it was like, where do I fit in like what 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 genre of literature am I going to study? And I just started looking at, well, what do I enjoy in my life? mm. And I enjoy, like, hiking and going to national parks. That was, like, that's a big thing I like to do, you know? And, uh, you know, around here, Stillwater, this was so great, was this, like, going and hiking around here. I mentioned the lake earlier. But then I was, like, you know, like, environmental literature, um, Mm -hmm. eco-fiction. And I've really gotten into that recently. Because it's almost like I just kind of, like, put myself into there. And, yeah, found out, yeah. So it's it's almost like I feel like I created my own like genre or, or my own study. Yeah. So. You
0: molded it to you know yeah, like exactly. you made it work to mm-hmm. what you wanted it to be.
3: Yeah. So if my yeah my advice would be, you know, go in and uh, maybe find an area where you could put yourself in, but then yeah, make that about yourself and what you're really interested in. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you. I mean, thank you guys so much. I know it's been such a long day, and I was like. You know, hoping that it didn't feel forced or anything for us to make time to do this. So I really appreciate everything that you've all said. And just, um, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. And I'm just so happy that we're back
1: together. Yes. Um, Because it's been. The, the big four. four
0: we
3: love you too Natalie. yeah natalie yeah, thanks listeners of the
1: phd to be podcast natalie is absolutely amazing you have mm. no idea how awesome she is and i'm so proud of her and she's amazing and this is a dream come true to be on this podcast yeah and yeah really cool well thank you
0: i mean yeah. seriously okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, you Mark. should
3: see all this cool equipment natalie has here to record this podcast to look at it Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But um thank you so much for listening and again thank you to Sean, Mark, and Kayla for being here. If you have any questions or any topics that you want us to cover, go ahead and email us at thephdb podcast at gmail.com or follow us on our Instagram, the phd 2 podcast.
1: Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs>